You're now listening to a Word for Deliverance podcast with Pastor Leonard D. Cochran of A Place of Refuge Noonan. A Place of Refuge Noonan is located in the city of Noonan, Georgia. To stay better connected with us for more exclusive information and updates, download our church app, A Place of Refuge Noonan, or visit our church website at apor-noonan.org. Now, let's join in for today's message. Genesis. I'm still hitting page and turning. I'm, I'm wondering what. Don't stop turning now. You got to get to Genesis. But first book of the Bible. First book of the Bible. Genesis. Go on and turn now. Don't wait. If you ain't there, turn. Genesis 12. That's the reason I'm telling you, uh, and I hadn't did it in a while, but that's the reason I'll be pushing or emphasizing us bringing our Bibles. Because there are a lot of Christians now, if, if they don't have a phone, they, they can't find scripture. They can't find books of the Bible. And uh, one thing I found uh, not just interesting but good is when I first got saved, I didn't know the Bible like that. Preacher be preaching and uh, he tell you go somewhere and he about done with the message before you find what, what he was talking about. But you had just got saved. And you wasn't that familiar with, with the Bible, am I right? But the more you read it, not just at church. See, it, it, you're not going to get familiar with it if the only time you pick it up is on Sunday. You're not going to do it. you got to pick it up on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and read it. There are even scriptures I know I can quote. But there are times that I know the Holy Ghost wants me to put my eyes on that scripture. That's right. And I always tell y'all, there's no book like the Bible. No book like the Bible. Genesis 12. Thank y'all for patience. Genesis 12. Notice what the Bible says. Genesis 12. We're going to begin reading at verse number 1. And let's read down to verse number 4. Uh, just that uh, A clause in verse 4. Genesis 12 and verse number 1. Now the Lord had said to Abram. And of course we know him to later be called Abraham. But here he is Abram. Now the Lord had said to Abram. Get out of your country. From your family. And from your father's house to a land that I will show you. That's a promise. If you leave your, your family, get away from your father's house to a land that I will, that connotes a promise, show you or make known to you or reveal to you or bring you in to. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. And I and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you. I will curse him who curses you. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken to him. Notice that. Get out of your country, verse 1, from your family. Leave your father's house. Go to a land that I'm going to show you, Abram. I'm going to make you a great nation. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to make your name great. And you're going to be a blessing. Abram, I will bless people who bless you. Oh, y'all too quiet, I tell Abram, I will bless people who bless you. Abram, I'm going to so be with you that I will curse him who curses you. Woo! See, that's the reason you have to be careful not to mess with God's people. Can I break that down? We have to be careful how we treat each other. Because if I'm Abraham's seed through faith, then the same way he got those who mess with Abraham, he'll get those who mess with me. Yeah. Yo. That's good stuff there. He'll get them. 
And see, when you know the Bible to be true, and when you know you are truly the seed of Abraham, you shouldn't have no problem telling people, you better watch how you treat me. You can tell folk, you better keep your mouth off of me. Oh, who you supposed to be? It ain't who I am as much as it is the one whom I serve. How many know that's right? Some of us know it's right because in time past, we done put our mouth on God's people and paid a price. Right? This is how he's letting Abram, this is how I'm going to be with you. Which means God had to be watching out for him. Because how many know there are times that folks will curse you? This ain't even my message. There are times folks will curse you, but they won't do it to your face. But God said, I'm going to get those who do it to your face. And I'm going to get those who do it behind your back. Because there are times we don't know who's talking about us when we're not around. And see, some of y'all like you've been talking about folk. Because you're not getting happy on this part at all. But you better repent quickly. Touch not my anointed. Do my prophets no harm. They'll show you folk when folk go to talk about you. You got to say, hey, see you bye. And some folks will hear a word like this say, well, I talked about so-and-so and so-and-so, and I'm still standing. And sometimes they don't recognize they're standing by the grace of God for folk praying for them, that God would give them more space. Whoa, Lord, have mercy. Notice the latter clause of verse 3. This is what I'm concerned about. And in you... All the families, all the families, all the families, all the families. So you got these folks always trying to separate who God's blessing is on. Well, God blesses is on this group of people. God blessing is on this group of people. But see, he told Abram, through you, I'm going to bless all the families of the earth. Through you, Abram, every race is going to get the opportunity to be blessed by me. You, do y'all see that? And so based upon all that I've said, my subject this morning is blessed families. Blessed families. I want to teach from the subject blessed families. And let's give God a praise, amen, for our subject. Amen. Blessed Families, Come on, you ought to clap a little bit harder if you know that your family is blessed. Notice in verse 1 that it was the Lord speaking or talking with Abram. It was the Lord. The Bible says in verse 1, now the Lord had said to Abram. So the Lord is having a conversation with Abram. Now, we know the word Lord is the Hebrew word Yehovah. Yehovah. Of course, we know when Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us, came, died upon the cross, we know Jesus to be Lord. We know this. Jesus is Lord. Here in the Hebrew, the word that is being used again is the word Jehovah. Jehovah represents the most high God. Jehovah represents the only true God. And we need to know that as God's people, that there is only one true God. Folk worship a lot of gods, lowercase g, but the God whom we serve, he is the true God. Come on, y'all. He is the true and living God. 
He is the most high. We like to say it like this. He is Lord of lords. He is king of kings. He is alpha and omega. He is beginning and he is the end. Come on. That's the one to whom I serve. He is the one to whom I have pledged my allegiance or my loyalty to. And when I did so, like many of you, I got it right. I got it right by making my allegiance to the true and the living God. I got it right. Pastor, why you say you got it right? Because there are so many who got it wrong. Woo, yes, they did. But when it comes to Jehovah, secondly, I want us to receive that he is three things that I often mention to us that we never need to lose sight of. Number one, he is omniscient. When it comes to Jehovah, he is omniscient. Omniscient means that he knows everything. He knows everything or he knows all. Number two, when it comes to him, we have to see him as omnipotent. Omnipotent meaning that he has all power and all authority. Brother Q and the praise team was singing about it earlier that he is able. What makes our God able? Because he has all power and he has all authority. So if God tells you that he's going to do a thing and you know him to be Jehovah, listen, you don't wait until that thing manifests before you praise him. You praise him in advance because you count it so and done because of his power. You count it so and done because nobody can stop him from doing what it is that he has purpose to do. And some of you ought to give him a praise right now. Because what he told you years ago, when I look at many of you right now, he brought that thing to pass. When he promised a lot of y'all that he would work out certain things, even at the time when you couldn't understand, but how are you going to do it, Lord? He reminded you that I have all power and all authority. And when you recognize the Lord as having all power and all authority, you have no problem trusting him, listen to me, saying, with everything that concerns you. If you know him to have all power, all authority, you have no problem trusting him with all things that concern your family. That concerns your marriage. That concerns your finances. That which concerns your health. That which is concerning your children, your job, your career. Come on. And we can go on and on. Why? Because he possesses all power and all authority. And no one can dethrone him. Is that right? No one can dethrone him. Finally... When it comes to the word Jehovah, it means the existing one. The existing one. Now, some will break it down as being the self-existing one. And you say, well, Pastor, what makes God great about existing? Well, you have to understand that we also exist, but we need God's help to exist. We can't exist without his help. And so when you talk about the Lord, Jehovah, he doesn't need our help to exist. He exists on his own. He is sovereign all by himself. And so we never want to get this thing out of order. God does not need me the way that I need him. Come on, somebody. You better recognize that. When folk get to acting like God needs them, like he can't be God without you, like his church can't do what it needs to do without you, you done bump your head as we used to say in the old days. Something is wrong with you. I recognize that I need God. I need him to exist literally 
but I also need him to exist as a productive man. I need him. He is my source. Do you need him like that? Do you realize how much you need him? Do you realize there are things you could not do without him? Again, when we look at our lives, the only reason we were able to achieve certain things, the only reason we was able to do certain things was because he helped us. He helped us. Many of you graduated because he helped you. Woo! You shouldn't. And don't ever be ashamed to give him the praise when people talk about educational accomplishment. Whenever folk want to talk about what they have achieved when it comes to education, you make sure you give the Lord the glory, the honor, and the praise for your degree, for your job, for your career, for your bank account, for your savings, for your house, for your car, for your clothing, for your food. Come on, somebody. I thank him for everything that I have. That's the reason I always got a testimony. I always got something good to tell you about what God did for me. If it's as simple as I ate yesterday, he gave me the strength. Come on, there are a lot of things we take for granted. There's somebody this morning would love to swallow food on their own. Would love for a doctor to be able to come in and remove a tube. And they can sit at a table again. Eat their food, chew it, taste it. And swallow it. See, he been good. I said he been good. Somebody said he been better than good, Pastor. I know that I'm right where I'm at today. And I owe everything to him. Be seated, somebody. I said I owe it all to him. I said I owe it all to him. Some of you owe just having your right mind. You owe that all to him. Because if the truth be told, you have fallen apart a many of times and he put your mind back in place. Can I preach it right, Senior Minister Gamble? He didn't even allow people to see you in that condition. He fixed you so they wouldn't see. Come on, somebody. Help you to sleep at night. Gave you peace. Am I right about it? So the next time you go to bragging about you too blessed to be stressed, let it be known who gave you that ability. Be seated, some folk or people. He has been with us. And a lot of folk get it mixed up. They think, well, yeah, I can look at pastor now and see God is with him. But see, God was with me when I didn't have the material things that I have right now. I still knew he was with me. Am I right? So we owe it all to him. All to him. And it, and it saddens me sometimes when I see saints coming in that owe it all to him but won't praise him. Act like they don't remember being, excuse my words, a craghead. Strung out. But he delivered. Suicidal. But he delivered. Woo! Sometimes when I listen to the news and people have did what they shouldn't have did, I say, God, that could have been me. Thank you. 
thank you for whispering in my ear. I got you. I haven't forgotten about you. So he's talking to Abram. Receive this morning that Abram, whose name would be changed to Abraham, received that Abram was a faith walker. He was a faith walker. But notice in the text, When the Lord said to Abram, before God could bless him, before God could make his name great, he needed Abram. And this is what so many of us don't get. And you think sometimes God doing you wrong by what he's telling you, you need to do. But he's helping you. I said, he's helping you. Me and Donald were talking this morning, driving to church, and we were talking about all the times that God has helped us. And in the midst of him doing what he was doing, it didn't look in that moment like he was, whoa, in truth, helping us. But when I look back, when he allowed that to happen, God was helping me. Whoa, y'all ain't had no. Some of you are having a moment right now. You didn't, you didn't understand certain things. Why is the Lord allowing this? He's helping you. He's helping you. He says to Abram, get out of your country. Not just get out of your country, son, but get away from your family, from your father's house. Now, see, folk get mad at the preacher when he says to people that all of us have some kinfolk that we cannot afford to be tight with. Not at this time. And so, but when people don't understand that God is helping them, when God starts severing certain relationships because of what you're used to, you wonder why, why I got to leave them alone. Why I can't hang with them? But see, again, even as we see in the Bible, there are certain things God will not do for us until we leave certain people alone. And sadly, some of us don't realize the negative effect that some people have on us. Even pastor, I cannot afford to just be hanging with anybody. And sometimes I wonder what's wrong with certain people. I wonder when I look at them why they can't get it together the way they need to. But then all of a sudden, God will show me who they're hanging with. And so now I know what the problem is. Oh, that's who she tight with. That's who she rolling with. And see, like it or not, if you're rolling with mess, you must be mess. Because nobody who is not messy will hang with people who are always messy. Everything about her is messy, yet you love being with her. And by the way, when you're not with her, all she does is talk about you. Sometimes we run from people we need to be with. And we run to folk 
We don't need to be weary. Everybody in your walk with God is coming to this place where you're going to have to leave certain people alone. Why leave them alone, Pastor? They don't think like we think. They don't talk like we talk. Don't love what we love. You got to leave. And then he gets specific with them. Did I say it right then? I ain't going to try it again. He gets that with him. <laughs> and say, Abram, it's your father's house that I'm talking about. See, what you going to do if God say, it's your sister that I'm talking about. Leave your uncle alone because he ain't about nothing. See, what if God get specific? Now he tells Abram, it's your father's house. Who knows what would have happened if it would have been mama's house. It's mama now. And these things don't always last forever. I want to help somebody. But sometimes we got to get in the place we need to be in to know how to handle things and situations without falling or reverting back to what we used to be. Because I've seen God raise up people, send them back to their family, and they're a witness to their family. But when you're not in a place where you can be a witness, you may not can be there and smell the weed without wanting a puff. Come on, that's just, that, that, that's just, that's just real. You don't need to be around that right now. It's hard for a young person to quit smoking and somebody you're hanging with blowing smoke in your face. They're reminding you. Come on. Oh, y'all ain't. I, I, I got to move on, but y'all acting like that. You ain't, when, when you was young and say, you ain't ever hung around something. When you left what you was hanging around, it didn't leave your mind. You're still thinking about that. Still seeing that image. Remember, I've been saved a long time. But you'd be telling a lie if you say to me that there are certain songs you don't remember. When it come on, you just, oh Lord, you know the artists and everything. I'm going to give you one further and then I'm going to move on. You know when that song came out. Who you was with, and you know what y'all would do. You may be with the real one now, but then you know, like, man, that was a, that that was our song, and a lot of what we was doing when that song played wasn't godly. See, so I don't want that mess in my mind. Am I right about it? Let's notice Joshua. I got to speed up some. Let's notice the book of Joshua. Because see, again, I told you that the Lord is omniscient. He knows all. So if God is telling you to sever some relationship, trust him because he knows more than what you know. He knows more than what you know. How many parents have tried to tell your children not to hang with certain people, certain groups? How many, how, how many have had, did you have that conversation with your, with your teenage or, or, or your young adult? Look, look, you don't need to be. And, and how many have watched your child change for the worse based upon a new group of folk they were hanging with? Now, hands down, how many of us have ever did it? How many remember, remember doing it when you was young? I did it. Got around certain folk, I changed. Why? Wanted to be more like them. Wanted to please them. 
even though I knew what I was being taught at the house was something totally different. I, I, I was trying to straddle the fence. I was trying to be two people. Be like this when I'm at school or, and so forth. But when I get back home, I knew, I, hey, you better not do. Come on. Joshua 24. And so some people, when you teach this, I'm taking my time to break it down because they don't understand. They just think you're trying to do something to hurt them. No. God ain't doing nothing to hurt you. And a man of God who's connected with God is not going to preach a word with the sole intent of just hurting you. No, we ain't got time for that. Joshua 24 and 1. Then Joshua gathered all the tribes of Israel to Shechem and called for the elders of Israel, for their heads, for their judges, and for their officers. They presented themselves before God. And Joshua said to all the people, Thus says the Lord God, Jehovah, of Israel, Your fathers, including Terah, the father of Abraham, and the father of Nahar, dwelt on the other side of the river in old times. This is why I want you to see. And they served other gods. What did God have against Abraham's father's house. They serve other gods. That was the problem. But see, with some Christians today, that's not a problem with them. How can you be close to people who serve a different God? Y'all didn't answer. How can that be? How can light fellowship with darkness? What do you have in common? They worship Buddha. You worship Jesus. They worship Allah. You worship Yeshua. How can... How can this be? And see, God knew he couldn't do in Abram what he needed to do until he pulled him away from the house of idol worship. Because what God was going to do was he was going to reveal himself. I'm going to show you who I am. I'm going to show you my glory. That you might worship me and me only. Hebrew 13 and 8 said Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Malachi 3 and 6, he said, for I am the Lord, I do not. The Lord has always and will always require his people, his children, to worship him only. And if there's something in your life, including a person who's trying to get you to worship something other than him, he will tell you to sever that relationship. That's a relationship you don't need. And see, we have to be wise enough in the time in which we live to know when everybody uses the word God that they're not talking about Jehovah. You see, athletes and entertainers all the time getting up, giving God praise for things that are unholy. You know God didn't do that. You know God doesn't have anything to do with this. So the God that they serve, so many of them, is themselves. Men worshiping themselves or men worshiping other men who are able to do things for them. That's so important that y'all understand that. Because according to Proverbs 10 and 22, the Bible said that the blessing of the Lord makes one rich. 
And he adds no sorrow with it. But you got to check out the scripture. The blessings of who? The Lord. Why did the proverb writer make it so plain? Because you need to understand that people can bless you. But what will it cost you? Come on. He wanted to show Abram that I and I alone can bless you. And you don't need to worship or pray to the wood. You don't need to worship the trees. You don't need to worship in the groves. Well, somebody here, God is talking to you. He's letting you know that he and he alone has the power to do in your life. Everything that needs to be done. God has the power to do in your family everything that needs to be done. We don't worship the stars. We don't worship the moon. We don't worship horoscope. We don't need folk to read our palm. We don't do none of this. Wow, come on here somebody. We don't read the fortune cookies. We depend. I'm, I'm teaching right. Because Christianity in some places have went astray. And folks are no longer trusting the God of the Bible. But that's where we got to stay, church. And it takes teaching like this to keep us there. So don't you feel some kind of way when God tells you to move away from people. You know that he has your best interests. Certain folk have left this church and God has told me, you are better. You're better. And I said, Lord, how, how, how we, because they're unwilling to change. You're better. See, sometimes you're not going to leave. Sometimes people going to walk out on you. What do you do when important people walk out on you? You never forget the most important one. We talking right. I said we talking right. Notice in verse 4. What we at? Genesis what? 12. Okay. No, I'm saying, what, what was the main text? Genesis Genesis 12 and what? 1. Okay. Notice verse 4. Thank y'all. Did I not know or did I want to see if you know? Okay. Gen- what did it say? Genesis 12. <laughs> Genesis 12 and 4. Here's an important and powerful scripture in the Bible. Some folks think it's simple, but it's very powerful. Genesis 12 and 4. So Abram departed. Somebody shout, so Abram departed. Somebody shout it louder, so Abram departed. Look at louder, so Abram, what did he do? What did he do? If you're taking notes, let it be understood that Abram obeyed. He obeyed. God told him what to do, and he obeyed. See, people who obey God and those whom God put in charge of them or over them, they bless. Listen, young person. If God is set over you, a good father, a good mother, obey him. I said obey him. Even when you're taller than them, obey them. Obey them. Yeah. Take orders from a person you're looking down at. Take orders from somebody that you may feel like. I, I can tell him me. Obey them. Because it's a blessing for you. Come on. Understand this, young person, a lot that your parents are going to tell you to do, at the moment they're telling you to do it, you will not understand 100% 
why you need to listen. Obey everything that they tell you to. When your parents say to you, don't you get in the car with certain people. I'm teaching it right. And I'm about to save a young person from destruction. If you got to walk, you walk before you get in the car with somebody that mama told you, don't get in the car with them. Don't ride with them. Don't go to the house. I'm saving a young person because there's a young person in here. If you don't heed the word, you're going to get in the car with the wrong person. Don't do it. Listen to mama. Don't do it. There's countless of stories of people riding in a car with people. They pulling up at a store. Going in, walking out just as casual. Getting back in the car, driving on. Later on, they're being stopped. Or the next day, that car, that tag is being investigated for armed robbery. There you sitting in the car like a dummy. Didn't even know. Didn't even get any other money. There was one story where a group of guys robbed a store at a young age. I think they got $19. And I think 70 something cents. They did 10 years to the door. And I know mama's instructions as well as daddy. When I look back on my life, it saved me from certain stuff. Come on. Go to Hebrews 11. Because sometimes you'll get yourself in a situation. I, I, I remember years ago, as y'all turned to Hebrews 11, I was going with my cousin now. Sadly, to buy some dope. Because I was convinced at that time as a young person that if I was going to have certain shoes, if I was going to wear certain clothing, <laughs> this job at Wendy wasn't going to get none of it done. And I seen certain homeboys, they riding good. Whatever the latest rim was, they had them. All of that. Pager. Just going off every, every seemed like every 20 seconds, they pager going off. Now, I had a pager, but nobody ever knew I had one because it never went off. And so I decided I'm going up here and we're going to get some dope. I had the money, and I had some of my cousin with me. We're going to go to the projects in Atlanta. I think it was Thomas Holmes, one of the roughest projects ever been in Atlanta. And I didn't know what I was doing. I was scared of the cocaine, so I wouldn't touch this stuff. I said, I'll take my cousin up. Y'all buy it, and then y'all cut it up and bring me back my part, you know. Let me double my money. We, 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 we should call it, uh, they're going to flip it. Yeah, they're going to flip my money for me. All, all they kept telling me, Brother Jeremy, yeah, cuz, you finna get rich, cuz. So we up there in Thomas home. We pulled down in a, like a cul-de-sac. One way in, one way out. And we tell the guy what we want to do. Or they tell him, I'm in the back seat, just dummy. I mean, I'm dummyville. So the guy lead to go get what we want. Think back then we were going to get an eight ball. And then all of a sudden people start going in the house. And I'm like, the guy ain't came back. I said, everybody was, children was playing. Everybody leaving. I said, what the world? Then you start seeing guys coming from all different corners. And then I'm in the back and then I knew. I said, we ain't finna buy nothing. I said, they done set us up. I said, they finna rob us. This is what I did in the back. I said, Lord, I ain't made a dime. <laughs> I said, Lord, I ain't did nothing. I said, I was back in the back seat talking. I said, Lord, I'm a good person. You know, I know. I, I, I don't deserve to die like this. I ain't. You get me out of this. I'm back there praying. All of a sudden, some guy come walking up and he hit the one. And he like, cuz. He was our kinfolk. He like, what y'all doing up here? And they told him what we're doing. He said, don't ever do that. He said, they had y'all until I recognized y'all. He said, don't ever come up here without calling. I was saying, I said, I won't ever call you again. <laughs> again. But see, I ain't spent a night in jail. I've never been locked up. But it doesn't mean I haven't did things to get locked up. 
Come on. I'm no better than those who got locked up because I did the same crime. By the mercy of God, I did not get caught. God spared my life that day. And I'm saying that to a young person because I was that stupid and I could have ruined my entire life. Hebrews 11. And sometimes y'all need to hear that from folk that you know good and saved, but we ain't always been good and saved. And we don't want to see y'all make the same mistake we did because you may not get off like I did. I may preach your funeral and have to look at your mama crying and know she tried to tell you. Them get rich quick things, leave them alone. Hebrews 11 and 8. Got to hurry up. By faith, Abram obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. He left. Not knowing in totality all that God was going to do. But moving by faith. Pastor, what are you teaching us this morning? Families have to move by faith. We have to be faith walkers. Why is that important? First Corinthians. First Corinthians. Holy Ghost still. Holy Ghost is in the house. Thank you. And some of you have similar stories. Things you did. That people will look at you and say, not you. Some folks up here looking at me, they so dope. Some of y'all so, I, I point out folk in here that sold weed and y'all will be shocked. Y'all will be shocked. He, he sold weed. Yes. <laughs> Some of them laughing right now because they sold weed. <laughs> And some of them primarily sold it so their smoke could be free. <laughs> they would let folk they knew were hooked on it buy from them, and then they were <laughs> pinching out of their bag smoking for free. But you'll look at them today, you wouldn't even. Certain women didn't have sold things they shouldn't have sold. I ain't talking about their pocketbook. That don't mean you need to go home asking nobody what they sell. Right? Something covered under the, under the blood. First Corinthians 2. I don't even want to know if you sold. Don't, don't tell me that. I, I'm, well, we good. Just, just hint around about it. I got you. Pastor, God delivered me from being a whore. God, thank you, sister. Let me tell you what all I done. No, sister, you good. I know he delivered you. <laughs> 1 Corinthians 2 and 9. But as it is written, but as it is written, but as it is written, you remember Jesus defeated the devil with what was written. Why are you saying it two and three times? Because what is written will defeat demons. You don't defeat demons by talking about, go on, demon. You defeat them by what is written. Notice what is written. I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who what? What is written? That when you love God, I ain't got time to go there, but love equates obedience. Yeshua himself said, if you love me, keep my commandments. The proof of love is obedience. Those who love him, those who obey him, he says to you that your eyes have not seen. Nor your ear heard, 
nor entered into your heart the things that I have prepared for you. And you know what I say to that? Sister Harden, so be it. So be it. That means there are things God got for me, since y'all not excited right now. There are things he got for me. He talking to me right now. Your eye have not seen it. I've seen my cars. I've seen my house. I've seen what i got in my closet. I've seen what's in the bank. I've seen what's in my Savior. But now, this morning, Brother Rodney, the Scripture said, I have not seen. Some of y'all, you have to just keep working it down for you. That means you ain't drove your best car. Because your eye have not seen. You ain't wrote your biggest shit yet. Why? Because your eye have not seen. Watch this. Nor have your ears heard. They ain't told you yet. You ain't heard the news yet, Minister Brianna. There's some news coming from your job. You ain't heard it yet. But they're going to give you the news before the year is out because you love God. Because you're obeying. You're going to get what you've been wanting. Your ear have not heard. Watch. It ain't even entered into your heart. What I have. Y'all be seated. Prepared. What I done stored up for you. What I done put aside for you. Come on, brother Tay. He done put some stuff aside for you, brother. All you got to do is love him and obey him. And nobody can get that because God is standing there saying, no, that's brother Tay's. That's what I prepare for him. I'm going to take a man that nobody's looking at and I'm going to make folk look at him. I'm going to. I'm going to raise him up. It's going to be by my power. It's going to be by my strength. I'm going to favor him. Though his family didn't favor him, yet I favor him. I like him. Genesis 12, let's close. See, when you get it in you, you come to church excited every Sunday. When they get in you, you come to Bible study excited. You go to work excited. Folks should be asking you all the time at work, what's done happen now? So what we smiling about today. And see, when folk do stuff like that and you walk through the door, they can't accuse you of always testifying because you can always tell them you asked for this. You asked for this. Why am I smiling? <laughs> Let me tell you what the Lord did last night. Come on, somebody. Notice what he says. He said, Abraham, when you obey me, when you show me you love me, I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. Now watch this about God, because folk going to have a problem with this. And make your name great. Let me tell you something now. When God makes your name great, it's not going to be great to everybody. Come on. Holy Ghost told me deal with it. Because when God blesses your family, not everybody is going to like what he is doing in your family. Hold on. Not everybody is going to appreciate how he kept your family together. Because not everyone wanted to see y'all together. See, that's what I had to learn about me and Donna. When there were times where we was walking in places and doing certain things. Through all that we had been through, there were those who loved us, who celebrated us coming through the storms. But then there were those who didn't want to see us come through the storm. 
Matter of fact, in the midst of our storm, they were throwing rocks at us. Come on. Come on, families. See, if God going to bless your family, if God going to make your family great, your family is going through some things. Listen to me. Some internal things. Some very personal things. Right? Let me show you this first before I deal with my final scripture. Psalm 135. See, he's telling Abraham all this. I will bless you. I will make you a great nation. I will make your name great. I will deal with your enemies. Okay, let's find out something about Jehovah. That's going to make us get even more excited. Psalm 135 in verse 6. You need to know this about him. When he tells you he's going to make your name great. When he tells you he's going to make your family great. When he tells you he's going to do certain stuff for you individually. That's going to allow you to bless folk in your house. You need to know something about Jehovah. Come on, come on. So some of y'all already done read it. Oh, oh. 135 in verse 6. Whatever the Lord pleases, he does. Woo. That's powerful. None of us can say this and be telling the truth. Come on. Come on. None of us can say this and be telling the truth. Whatever the Lord pleases, he does. He does. Well, Sister Christian, do he do what he pleases? No, in heaven and in earth. In the seas. I love what the psalmist said. In all deep places. He does. Whatever he pleases. So when he told Abram what he was going to do for his family, if that's what pleased God to do it for Abram, and if he does whatever he pleases, nobody can stop him from doing what he said he would do. That's the reason families have to stay together. Come on, that's when families have to stay tight. That's when families have to love one another the right way. Why? Because what he's promised for our house, nobody can stop him from doing. Are y'all with me? He even told Abram, those who bless you, whoever blesses you, Abram, I'm going to turn around and bless them. Whoever is good to you, Abram, I'll be good to them. (laughs) Whoever helps you, Abram, I'll help them. (laughs) Come on, y'all. I'm in the clothes. That's what he tells this man. And then God gives me the text this morning. He said, and Abram, I'm going to bless you, and you will be a blessing. You're going to be a blessing. You're going to be a blessing. And it's through Abraham and a woman with a closed womb by the name of Sarah that we get eyes. That's when your Bible always talking about Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Because that's the lineage that he started blessing through. And if anybody, don't worry about the family of Oprah. Don't worry about the family of Tyler Perry. The most famous drag queen in the world. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about getting in that family. If you can get in the family, of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. <laughs> well, if I be in that family, everything about me is blessed. When folk ask you, who your people? 
We need to start telling folks, you want to know my real people? You ever heard of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? From the Bible, them be my people. Them my folk. That's my family right there. See, that's the refuge family. That's the reason we running around here blessing each other, being good to each other. One scripture and we done. Jane 5 and we let it go. Jane 5, yeah, I'm going to let it go. So Jane 5, 11, because you got to see this. Because I said earlier, and the Holy Ghost want me to close like this. All these good things, these blessed families, this is what families have to know. Do y'all remember Gideon in the sixth chapter of Gideon? When Gideon and his family and Israel, Judah, all of them were going through. You remember what Gideon told the angel, the messenger when he showed up? If the Lord be for us, why then is all this happening to us? See, sometimes families, we'll get to going through things. And enemies will make us think that God ain't for us. Enemies will make you think your family is not blessed because your family going through something. See, Gideon had it wrong. God hadn't forsaken them. They had forsaken God. But God was there to help Gideon them get things back in order. But this is what all families need to know, including blessed families. You just need to stick with you today. Jane 5, and then we're leaving alone. Because every family in here, you're going to have your challenges. And this is what I want every family to receive this morning. There is no family exempt from this. Every family go through things. Stop looking at your family all the time like, what's wrong with us? Nothing wrong with y'all. Y'all just going through a personal challenge. That house is under attack, like many other homes. But what God told me to tell his people is that when you're blessed, when you are a blessed family, there are challenges and things your family going to go through that your family can't quit, y'all can't break up, and y'all can't break down. Y'all got to endure. Families have to learn to endure things. Listen, endure them together. Root meaning, or one basic meaning of endure, is to last. Everything happened in our house, we got to last. We can't let this destroy us. We have to endure. We got to last. This ain't going to last forever. We got to last. Come on, y'all. That, 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 that's a word for somebody's family. Don't let that situation break y'all down. Y'all got to last. Y'all got to endure that, and you got to endure it together. Endure it together. Because notice something that bless has to do with enduring, then I'm, then I'm finished. James 5 and 11. Indeed, or truly, we count them blessed who what? Endure. Indeed, or truly, we count them blessed who what? We count them blessed who what? Now, y'all ain't saying that to your neighbor all day. Because I'm purpose to stop that. But in this close, tell your neighbor, say, you really not blessed until you learn to endure. And I'm done. Let's give God a praise. Let's give him a tremendous hand of praise for an awesome word on this morning we are not blessed until we learn to endure come on let's thank him for the word on this morning hallelujah lord thank you for your word thank you for your message everyone that can rest into our feet this morning hallelujah just like our homes gonna have to endure things there are going to be times that the church, we also will have to endure. And sometimes you have to endure pain knowing that it's hurting now, but it's a benefit in the pain. In the midst of this challenge, I can't quit. And too many of us, we quit things too easy. We give up too easy. We give up too easy. When it gets tough, a challenge, you got to know how to go into endure mode. Persevere through this. I've got to last. Amen.
Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you this morning for your word. Your word has continued to enrich our lives throughout this month. You, Lord, have targeted certain things that you know are happening within our homes, with parents, in marriages, with singles, with youth and young adults. And we are so appreciative of your word this morning. Lord, we know you have divinely blessed us. And so we say thank you. We acknowledge your goodness. And we say to you, Lord, continue having your way in every family represented in this church. Even this morning, continue, Lord, empowering us through your word to endure things that our families are facing. We thank you. We appreciate you. And concerning your word this morning, bless families. We say so be it. So be it unto us. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Let's give him another hand of praise on this morning. You are now listening to a Word for Deliverance podcast with Pastor Leonard D. Cochran of A Place of Refuge Newman. A Place of Refuge Noonan is located in the city of Noonan, Georgia. To stay better connected with us for more exclusive information and updates, download our church app, A Place of Refuge Noonan, or visit our church website at apor-noonan.org. Now, let's join in for today's message. We pray that you are blessed by today's message.